Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody, and happy Tuesday. It is December 17th, and do you know what that means? It means my book ships today. It is the official release date, and I am so excited. Many of you, if you've pre-ordered the book, you will be getting it in your hands, if not today, definitely sometime this week. And I am so excited. I'm like over the moon about this. I've been waiting a very, very long time for this specific date. And if you have not ordered the book, today is such an important day to order and help support me because placing your orders really does help a lot of local stores actually order the book and bring it into their stores. And then this will be great because then if the book is actually available in stores in my area or whatnot, then I can actually go in and do some book signings and connect with you guys and connect with the community, which is definitely what I would love to do. So head on over to Amazon or any online store or maybe even your local bookstore. It will definitely be available, if not today, definitely this week in some local bookstores. And I'm just so excited. And I want to thank everybody for your support. And it's really this community that has really helped me to even get this message and this book out into the world. You know, if it wasn't for you guys asking me questions and reaching out, looking for support with your health and your hormones and your body and nutrition, you know, this book really wouldn't be here. So I want to thank you so, so much. And I am just really honored to be able to be a part of your everyday in any small way, whether that's through the podcast or over on social media and my book, maybe perhaps being on your coffee table or in your kitchen while you're cooking up my new recipes. So I'm so excited. The 30 day hormone solution is officially here. And if you haven't grabbed your copy, please do so. And I can't wait to see your pictures and what you guys are cooking up and you know, what you guys are doing and the protocols you're following and be sure to sign up over at hormonesolutionbook.com. So enter your email address, your name and your receipt number, and you're going to get hooked up with a ton of amazing free bonuses that we've put together. But we've also got some really fun images that you can share over on social media, sharing with everybody that, you know, you're diving into the hormone solution and, you're supporting us and you're a part of our community. So I'd love for you guys to share that and be sure to get over there on that list so we can send you all those free goodies and send you some amazing images that you can share over on social media. So that is just so exciting. It's like the best day I've been thinking and I've been joking with Gaytan, like maybe we should go over to a local bookstore and like bring a bottle of champagne and just like, you know, crack open a bottle of champagne and do a cheers inside the store and just hang out with my book in the aisle. So that's what I was thinking of actually doing today. And I haven't, 
I haven't officially decided if we're going to do that, but I think it would be really fun. So I'm going to call around to some bookstores and see who's got some on hand and maybe we'll go do that if not today, but definitely sometime this week. All right. So today is our last episode of the year. Oh my God. I am taking off the next two weeks for Christmas holidays, spending time with friends and family. And I will be returning on actually, wait a minute. Is it two weeks? Let me pull out the calendar real quick here. So there won't be an episode released on, yes, that's right. So there won't be an episode released on the 24th and then the 31st because it's obviously Christmas Eve and the New Year's Eve and the next episode for 2020. Oh my God, that's crazy to even say that. The next episode will be January 7th, 2020. So stay tuned for that. And I really do hope you guys take some time off over the holidays and are present with your family and enjoying each other's company and just really taking some time for yourself. And I'm going to share some really great strategies today of how you can best support yourself over the holidays. We're diving into some questions today. So some Q&A today and a question about immunity. I got a lot of questions about supporting your immune system and just like cold and flu season. And so I thought it would be a really great opportunity just to overall share some strategies of how to not just support your immune system, but just support yourself over the holiday season because it can always be a stressful and sometimes overwhelming time for a lot of people. So before we dive into that, I'm going to start off with a question that came in from Melanie. And her question is, I haven't had a period in over six months. I came off the birth control pill about nine months ago and still not sure why my period hasn't returned. What can I do? Okay. So really great question. And this can often be a case of what's called functional hypothalamic amenorrhea. And this is basically a condition characterized by the absence of a menstrual period for three or more months in a woman of reproductive age. And really what's happening here with hypothalamic amenorrhea is that there is a breakdown in communication between the hypothalamus, your pituitary, and your ovaries. And this is also known as the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis. So sometimes it's called HPA axis. It's also known as HPO axis, right? And it's that axis between basically your brain communicating to these different organs in our body, to these different endocrine glands in the body. And so there's a lot of reasons why this actually happens. And so, you know, one of the big causes of hypothalamic amenorrhea is the pill. And, you know, the thing with the pill is, you know, most pills are low dose, meaning that they do give you a very low dose of whatever hormone they're made of. And you've been told that that's actually a good thing, but the truth is it might not be. It, the problem is that most women require greater amounts of hormones than what their pill is actually providing in order to function at their optimal level. So, you know, for example, like if you have joint pain, this can sometimes be caused by too little circulating estrogen. If you have low sex drive, this can often be caused by too little testosterone. And, you know, so with the birth control pill, you're getting this really low dose of hormones. And essentially it's kind of shutting down your own ovaries from functioning and producing their own hormones. And nothing is going to beat your ovaries from producing their own hormones at the right amount. And when you're taking the pill and you're getting this small amount of hormones, it just may not really be enough to support your hormones and your body. And you know, this can also be the case with 
any type of hormonal birth control, not just the pill, but the pill, the patch, the IUD, the implant, you know, all of that. And also disordered eating. This can often be a case of hypothalamic amenorrhea, you know, when our bodies aren't getting the necessary nutrients, especially fat and protein, you know, which is so essential to helping to make our hormones and support our hormones, then our hormone levels can drop. And when estrogen and progesterone drop, our periods can start to become very erratic and eventually at some point they can really cease to exist. So hormones, you know, they're made from cholesterol and many of us need sufficient dietary fat and cholesterol in order to make the right amount of hormones. So oftentimes if there's any kind of issues going on with disordered eating and just not eating enough, especially having that fear around fat, that phobia of fat, you know, it's such a misconception because fat, healthy fats are so essential for our hormones and they really help to make and produce our hormones and we really need it in order to optimally thrive. And then also over-exercising. You know, we've been fed this message for many, many years that we need to work out like crazy in order to be healthy. But the problem is if we are doing that, we can really cause a lot of adrenal issues and too much exercise can have the opposite effect and really cause a lot of harm to our bodies. And so obviously we want just the right amount of exercise, but when we really cross that sort of that physical and emotional stress threshold, we end up producing too much of cortisol, which is our stress hormone. And in small amounts, this hormone is obviously going to be really, really important. We need healthy amounts of cortisol because without it, we would pretty much die if we didn't have cortisol. But we don't want too much and we don't want too little. But when we are producing too much cortisol, you know, very large amounts over long periods of time, our bodies can really then start to break down and over-exercising can cause too much cortisol and then it can cause a breakdown in our overall hormonal function. So these are often the three biggies, the pill, disordered eating, over-exercising. These are some of the big ones that when I have women who haven't had a period in, you know, X amount of time, you know, longer than three months, these are some of the areas that I look at. I want to look at what their physical activity looks like, what their diet obviously looks like, and has there been use of the pill? And so specifically with the pill and because, you know, Melanie, you mentioned in your question that you did come off hormonal birth control pill about nine months ago, it just makes sense for me to focus a little bit more on the pill and how this might have been impacting your period and why it's not returning. And so the chemicals in the pill are essentially sort of switching off your hypothalamus and it eventually stops communicating to your pituitary gland. So your your hypothalamus communicates to your pituitary and then your pituitary gland goes on to send off the hormones that it needs to. But there can be this miscommunication that's happening and so now your pituitary gland is no longer communicating with your ovaries. And your hypothalamus's job one of its job is to release gonadotropin releasing hormone. Okay. And it releases this to the pituitary gland. And then your pituitary gland signals your FSH, your follicular stimulating hormone. 
and it also stimulates your LH, your luteinizing hormone, to your ovaries. And in turn, this causes your ovaries to produce your estrogen and your progesterone. And then your estrogen and your progesterone, they will then signal back to your hypothalamus, to your brain, to slow down the release of its hormones. And it's this tidy, what we call like a feedback loop. It's just communication that's happening between your brain and your ovaries. And it's just like a healthy feedback loop where they just keep on this communication and letting each other kind of know like what they need more of or less of. And the pill can really disrupt this communication. And when you're on the pill, your hypothalamus is basically saying that, well, I don't really need to do my job because we've got this synthetic pill that's doing all the work for me. And so it kind of goes into retirement, so to say. And so I'm going to bet that your doctor didn't really tell you that, you know, long-term pill users may not menstruate or ovulate after they stop using the pill. You know, they often fail to tell us what the detriments of going on the pill can be. And, you know, I know that the pill does come with a very lengthy pamphlet of the side effects and whatnot. And many of us don't read it because we just trust whatever the doctor is handing us is going to be safe and is going to be okay. So you most likely are dealing with what's called post-pill amenorrhea. And it's because the pill disrupted the natural flow of hormones from your hypothalamus to your pituitary to your ovaries. And, you know, this this poses a problem, especially for older women who have been on the pill for many years because their ovaries may have become resistant to resuming ovulation. And so it's really important to address quite a few different areas here when we come off of the pill. Now, obviously diet is going to be really, really important. And so I'm going to share some really simple strategies that you can incorporate. Melanie, and for anybody that's listening, that's dealing with PMS or is dealing with a missing cycle, these are some simple strategies that you want to incorporate to just really support your hormonal health overall. And especially if you are on the pill or thinking of coming off of the pill, these are some things that you want to do right away because they can really address some nutrient deficiencies that may have been caused by the pill. Okay. So number one, start incorporating more protein and fat into your diet. And we always want to look at nutrition because when you're on the pill, there can be a lot of nutrient deficiencies that are happening. And especially from a macronutrient standpoint, it can really cause how our body digests and absorbs things. And there can be a lot of gut issues that the pill can really disrupt as well. So we really want to make sure we're incorporating a lot of protein and healthy fats, right? So remember your hormone manufacturer requires protein. We need that protein. So you want to make sure you're consuming protein at each meal because this is what's going to help to keep your blood sugar balanced. And so if you are eating animal products, make sure they're organic and pasture raised and grass fed. So, you know, organic beef or chicken or lamb, eggs are a great source, wild caught fish, like there's so many great options. And then with healthy fats, Your hormones need fat to function. And pregnenolone is actually the mother hormone and it's synthesized from cholesterol. And so you should aim for a healthy source of fats at each meal as well. So avocado and walnuts and coconut butter, chia seeds and just different nuts and seeds, sardines if you eat them and you like them. My mother like can literally eat them out of the can and so not my thing. 
but you know, your hormones need fat and pregnenolone is like I said, the mother hormone. And it's really important that you support the mother hormone and all of your hormones by getting in enough fat because that pregnenolone is synthesized from cholesterol and healthy fats. Okay. B vitamins, super important because the pill, like I said, causes a lot of nutrient deficiencies, B vitamins being one of those. And B vitamins are so important for the overall health of our menstrual cycle. So you can get B vitamins if you can tolerate different beans and legumes. You can get a lot of B vitamins from that. Green leafy vegetables are going to be great, but you can also just supplement with a really good high quality B complex. And this will kind of cover the basis for you. And then also work on mending your gut and really supporting your gut and healing your gut. Because again, the pill is basically the pill has an antibiotic effect on the gut. So it can kill off a lot of good bacterial, which makes you susceptible to all kinds of different digestive problems and digestive issues. So you might want to incorporate a really good quality probiotic, but also eating some really good healthy probiotic rich foods. So like kimchi or sauerkraut, or maybe even a little bit of low to no sugar kombucha, that would be a really great one. And then exercise, just really pay attention to what your exercise looks like. You don't want to be doing anything that's incredibly strenuous or high intensity. And it might mean that you need to incorporate some more parasympathetic exercise, things like yoga or Pilates, something like that, where you are not putting stress on the adrenal glands and overproducing ultimately, you know, your cortisol and just overworking those adrenal glands. So those are some of the areas that I would really focus on, Melanie, if you are dealing with post-pill amenorrhea and your cycle hasn't returned. I also suggest you head on over to shop.holisticwellness.ca and you can grab my how to ditch birth control guide. And even though you're no longer on the pill, this will give you a really great supplement protocol to incorporate as well as an overview, you know, in a lot more depth into diet and whatnot of what you can follow to really support your cycle. And outside of that, I would maybe consider coming on board, working with myself and my team, and you can get a really good customized protocol. We can dive in a lot deeper to really see what's been going on and perhaps even look at some different testing that you might want to consider incorporating. So just head on over to holisticwellness.ca and you can see the different ways that you can work with us there and never hesitate to reach out to me, Samantha at holisticwellness.ca. And again, we can always dive in a lot deeper there. Okay. So great question. Thanks so much for submitting that. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to benefit from understanding a little bit more about hypothalamic amenorrhea and what the HPA axis and all of that really looks like. Okay. So question number two comes from Julia. I've been experiencing a lot of acid reflux and constipation. What tips can I incorporate to improve this and stop acid reflux altogether? Okay. So really great question. And you know, acid reflux, oftentimes when we think about this, we think that it is too much acid that we are producing. And then we go off to take those, I don't know, those over-the-counter like Tums and things like that. And I get how those can be a very good temporary relief, but typically acid reflux is due to too little acid production and that hydrochloric acid, we really want to support the production of that because it's so important for digestive health and for helping us to break down food. 
So some simple sort of rebalancing tips, you know, you really want to avoid trigger foods. So this is going to be things like coffee, chocolate, alcohol, oftentimes tomatoes and peppers can be very triggering, spicy foods, maybe citrus foods, and don't eat anything, you know, two to three hours before bed and give your digestive system some time to really reset and and have time to actually digest before you head into bed. Because oftentimes if you go to bed on a very full stomach, and then you lie down, that is when you can often experience acid reflux because you haven't fully digested. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. I love apple cider vinegar. It is so wonderful for stimulating and supporting digestive juices and acid production. So you can get a really good quality apple cider vinegar. You want to get one that has the mother. So basically when you pick up the jar of apple cider vinegar, make sure it's in a glass bottle. And when you look to the bottom of it, it should kind of be cloudy. And that's what you want. That's a good thing. So get a really good quality apple cider vinegar and then give it a good shake. And what I like to do is I will boil a little bit of water, not till it's super hot, but kind of like lukewarm and like just warm temperature. And then I'll add in about a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and just drink that right in the morning. So you can do it first thing in the morning, or you can do it 10 to 15 minutes before each meal. And if you're having a lot of acid reflux or like GERD issues that are going on, then doing it before each meal might really be quite beneficial for you. Another option is to incorporate DGL. And I don't even think I can actually pronounce the whole word. It's deglycerizinated licorice. I think I just said it. Oh my God. I think that's like the first time I ever said it right. And you can buy this in any health food store. I always have it on hand. And basically you would chew these like you would your tums. And it's going to be very healing for your digestive system. And if you've got any of that acid reflux that's showing up, then you can just take two to three chewable tabs. You can chew these between your meals or even before bed to really treat and prevent some symptoms. And it's a very, very simple to find and you can pretty much find it in any health food store. There's also a really great product from doTERRA. And I can't remember the actual name of it. It's I have it in my cupboard. I think it's just their digest tabs, their chewables. And this is also a really great option. It does have that neutralizing benefits of calcium carbonate, which will help to neutralize that acid. But it also has a lot of really digestive supportive essential oils. So I brought this with me when we went on our most recent trip. And it's always important when you're traveling to bring a lot of really great digestive support with you because you never know what sort of bugs or bacteria or anything you might be exposed to. So it was really wonderful to use because there's a lot of ginger and peppermint and caraway and coriander in it, like really potent herbs. Like it's, it's really quite potent when you chew on it. I almost feel like not only is this helping to support digestion, but it's giving me really great breath as well. So it's kind of multi-purpose, but it's quite strong. Like the ginger in there is pretty potent. So, but it works really, really well. So just like the DGL, you would use this as kind of like it's natural Tums. And it's great because it's chewable, it's easy to take, and it's got some really great healing oils in there as well that can be beneficial. So I've spoken about doTERRA so many times. And if you guys are a newbie and you want to order from doTERRA and you want to put together, whether it's a custom kit for yourself or you're interested in one of the kits that's already available, just reach out to me, Samantha at holisticwellness.ca, and I will help to guide you through what to order and sign you up as a customer under me. And any customers that come on board under me, 
You know, we've got a really great supportive Facebook group. I send out a weekly email, really educating you about oils and how to use them. And we've got some really great eBooks and guides and all kinds of stuff and trainings that we share with our customers. Cause it's one thing, like I always say, it's one thing to order the oils, but then once you have them, what do you actually do with them? And they are so incredible and they're so potent and they're basically 10 times more potent than dried herbs. And so I've been using them regularly and they have just been made a profound difference in my health and my energy and all of that. So I'm happy to share it all with you. Um, So if you're already somebody that orders from doTERRA, you know, just reach out to your upline and reach out to whoever signed you up and they should be able to provide you with that support as well. Okay. So let's move on to our last question. Our last question, basically I had a lot of questions about immunity and supporting the immune system and you know what can you do to sort of prevent colds and flus and how can we especially heading into the holidays how can we support our body and our health and so i thought i would just kind of answer this question overall with some really great strategies and tips not just for the immune system but things that you can do as you head into the into the holiday season so some healthy holiday survival tips maybe that's what we'll call it so number 1 you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I have no idea who said that, but that is so, so true. So if you find that this is the time of year where you do typically get sick and maybe you're dealing with a cough or bronchitis or anything like that, and I mentioned those two things because that was something that seemed to be going around a lot this year. I was dealing with quite the cough and I think I did have something like some mild bronchitis or laryngitis or something like that. I did lose my voice. So I definitely had some laryngitis going on and it took quite some time to really recover and recoup from that. And, you know, also because this time of year, it's so cold and it can get very dry in the house too. And so that can have an impact on your lungs and whatnot. So recovery can sometimes take a little bit longer. And also recovery can take longer because you might be eating too much sugar, drinking too much, or eating too much sugar, drinking too much caffeine, maybe overdoing it on the alcohol, all things that suppress the immune system. So my suggestion is to really support your body over the holidays is to make sure that you are getting in your vitamin D, especially here in Canada, it's super cold and we may not get exposure to sun every single day. So I always suggest anywhere from, you know, three to 5,000 IU of vitamin D a day. Um, You can obviously always get tested. That's super important to see where your levels are at. Um, But vitamin D is so important for your immune system. Zinc is going to be incredibly important. So you might want to supplement anywhere from 15 to 30 milligrams of zinc and then take a daily probiotic, which is going to support gut health, but your immune system lives inside your gut. So you want to make sure you're getting that really good probiotic. And you can get, like I said earlier, probiotics, not only just in supplement form, but probiotics from, you know, kimchi and sauerkraut and things like that and any kind of fermented food. If you are prone to getting cold sores this time of year, then anywhere from a thousand to 2000 milligrams of L-lysine You want to do that daily, start it now, and this is going to be really great for cold sores. And also if you tend to get a cold or a upper respiratory, like cough or sinus infection, then it can be really helpful for that too. Also like immune supportive mushrooms are really, really wonderful. I love the immune seven blend from Purica. Host Defense also has a really great 
mushroom support blend too. And these are all really, really amazing for immunity and mushrooms are just so incredibly healing. I really love them and they have a lot of adaptogenic qualities to them as well. Okay. So that's number one. You know, you want to have your prevention strategies in place. Super, super important. And then all things in moderation people. Okay. So it's not typically that you know, we have a single piece of pie or cake or just one drink that kind of does our immune system in. It's the combination. It's the combination of like cookies and cakes and chocolate and numerous alcoholic drinks and numerous cups of coffee and the overeating at meals and parties. And this is what really causes our immune system to kind of go a little bit haywire. So, there's nothing wrong with going out and enjoying yourself, but have things in moderation. You know, you don't need to overdo it. And on top of it, once you do, how many times do you feel like crap when you do that, right? So something I've been saying for quite a while, you know, in all these different podcast interviews and whatnot that I've been on this month, I've been, you know, really sharing the the idea that when you think about how you want to feel when you go into the holiday season. How do you really want to show up? And I'm sure you want to show up feeling and looking fantastic. And alcohol and sugar is probably not going to help you to do that, right? So just be really conscious about moderation and kind of skip on the extra trimmings. And so I know for myself, like I always get very congested if I overdo it with the sugar and especially with the alcohol, which is why I really rarely drink it. So be really conscious about your intake and everything in moderation. And also, like I said, it's the combination of all of this, right? It's the combination of overdoing it on the alcohol, on the sugar and the cookies and the cakes and having the extra servings. And on top of that, maybe not getting enough sleep and feeling overwhelmed and kind of rushing around to do all the things, that's when your immune system is really going to take a hit. Okay. Number three, I suggest that you carry some on guard with yourself. And I love on guard. It's an oil from doTERRA. It's an oil blend. And basically this is a really great blend to keep on hand so that you can prevent any kind of, you know, bacterial transfer that might happen. And it's a really great way to kind of prevent the spreading of germs from like hands to hands. So what I do is I actually buy the doTERRA spray. They It does come in a spray and you can use that as basically a hand sanitizer. And so you can do it that way. Or if you have a bottle of On Guard at home, just mix it into a tiny little spray bottle and fill it up with some water. Maybe you put 10 to 15 drops of On Guard in there and then fill the rest up with water. And that can be a really great hand sanitizer. So On Guard is a combination of wild orange peel. It's got clove bud, rosemary, what else is in there? Eucalyptus, cinnamon bark, and cinnamon leaf. And it's just a really great protective blend. It's wonderfully antibacterial and antiviral and antiparasitic as well. And so if you are around a lot of people where there might be colds and flus, then this could be a really great way to just kind of stop that transfer of germs or just really prevent it, right? You can also mix it with a little bit of alcohol. Like you could put a little touch of like some vodka in there as well because alcohol-based hand sanitizers are actually really great. 
And something like Purell, I mean, might not be the best option. I think we've got a lot of great, really natural options that we can use to really fight off bacteria just using, you know, our own DIY with essential oils and alcohol. Like I've got a bottle of vodka in my fridge and I don't think I've drank it in like literally two years. I've used it for making DIY recipes. So, so that's one option that you can do and just make sure like you're washing your hands and you're just being really conscious of like shaking hands and being in close proximity with people who might be sneezing and coughing all over the place. And if you are, I mean, we are going to be around friends and family, of course, just make sure you've got your on guard with you. And not only can you use it in the spray to kind of use it as a hand sanitizer, but you can actually put it on your spine. And that's a really great way to kind of like just rub it on the back of your spine, you know, get your partner to rub it on your spine. And you can also put it on the bottom of your feet, which is a really great way for your body to actually absorb it. And that is a really great way to support your immune system as well. Okay, next up, my next tip is to rest more and to stress less. I know much easier said than done, but stress and fatigue are two of the biggest immune system offenders. And I get how it might be that time of year where we want to stay up late and go to all the parties and do all the things, but then our sleep starts to suffer. And then that's when our immune system starts to suffer. So really be conscious about your sleep routine and how many things you're really taking on. You know, one of my girlfriends was saying to me how like, this is the year where They've decided like they're not going to travel across the city and go to like four different family homes in one day. Like they're just one house a day, one family a day. They're not going to do a million things because it's just so much and it's so stressful. And especially she has kids and there's so much time just spent in the car and everybody's irritable. So I totally get it. So just be really conscious about your boundaries and your travel and especially your sleep. So really make sure you're getting anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep a night and just be really conscious of your downtime and spending time at home and relaxing and chilling out, making sure you actually have that scheduled, like put that into your calendar, having time where you are doing nothing and a couple of days over the holidays where you have no commitments, that is really, really important. And that is something that Gaten and I often do. Like we pull out our calendars and it's like, okay, you know, so much has been going on these past couple of weeks. Like when are we actually saying no and scheduling in time for like just ourselves to stay in and do nothing. And you know, that's really important. So we do, we actually put that into our calendar and we commit to it because I know for myself I need that downtime because it's what allows me to really show up and to be more present with people. And I just feel so much better energetically when I do that. Okay. So number five, my next tip is movement. Get in the movement. And this doesn't mean like you need to go to the gym or you need to do crazy exercise, but like go outside for a 10 or 15 minute walk. Maybe you're doing some gentle yoga at home. Maybe you have a mini trampoline, like a rebounder, and you're doing some rebounding. Maybe you are going to the gym or Pilates class, whatever it might be. But I want you to do the movement that you love, that feels good in your body. And it's so important to make that commitment every day over the holidays because you got to take care of yourself first. And that movement is going to be so essential to really helping you move things through your body, right? And actually, I don't even think now going back to the second question about constipation, 
Let me dive into that for a quick minute. You know, constipation, yes, we need our water and we need to be hydrated and we need a lot of fiber. It could be magnesium that we might be lacking. Magnesium can be really great for kind of loosening up the bowel. So those are really like my constipation tips. But movement is so important for constipation. If you're not moving your body and you are just being really sedentary, then you can't move stuff through your body. Your body literally can't detox. You know, things are starting to back up. So you actually have to physically move your body, walking, jumping, weightlifting, yoga, twisting, turning, you know, things like that. That's so important. It stimulates your digestive system and it stimulates your intestinal tract and it gets things moving along and out of the body. So that is really, really important when it comes to things like constipation, but just in overall over the holidays, Holidays, I want you to get some movement in because, you know, it's that time where you might be overindulging and you might be a little bit more lazy than usual. And I totally get it. But committing a couple of, you know, workouts a week or just some daily simple walks, like, you know, low key walks, that's going to be really, really helpful. Okay. And then lastly, hydration, which I briefly mentioned, hydration is so important because sugar caffeine and alcohol are all incredibly dehydrating. And so to support detoxification, to support digestion and gut health, and to even support your mental focus and brain cognition, you need to stay hydrated. And it's also really important for your blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, oftentimes it can be a cause of dehydration. So drink a lot of water. I recommend up to three liters of water a day and put a pinch of really good quality sea salt in your water. This is what really hydrates your cells. It's not just the water, but it's also getting in that sea salt. I also like to add in a little bit of vitamin C powder. When I wake up first thing in the morning, I have a big glass of water. I put in some trace minerals or some sea salt, and then I add in some vitamin C because it's really great for my adrenals and it is also very hydrating for me. And because I'm also sweating and like in the sauna and detoxing a lot, I just want to make sure I've got those electrolytes that I'm replenishing. So those are my healthy holiday survival tips. And I really do hope that you are going to have an incredible holiday season with your friends and with your family and have some downtime for yourself. And I really hope that my book is going to be in your hands shortly and you can start to incorporate the amazing recipes in that plan. And you can start to also go through the chapters on adrenal health and stress and detox and thyroid and really start to get together a really great protocol. I share some amazing protocols in my book and you can start to implement these strategies so that you can show up really powerfully in the new year and make 2020 your best year and a year where you can really support your health and your hormones in the best way possible and just getting those foundational strategies in place, all those strategies that I shared today, but also that I'm expanding on and sharing in the book and to really optimize your health and your body and your hormones. So thank you everybody for being with me today. Please share your photos when you've got the book, my book in your hands. I can't wait to see it over on Instagram and what you guys are up to and what you guys are cooking. I really hope you're going to take my strategies that I shared today and implement them to support your body from head to toe and to really optimize and have the best holiday season. Thanks so much for being with me today. And I will chat with you all 
in the new year, January 7th, 2020. I'm looking forward to it. We've got so many amazing episodes coming your way with some amazing guests and I can't wait to dive in. I hope you guys have a fantastic day and we will connect really soon. Be sure to come hang out with me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And if you haven't left us a rating and a review, please do so on any platform that you listen to us on. It really means so much. I read all of your reviews. I see all of your ratings and it really just does mean a lot to know that I'm over here having an impact in any small way and I appreciate your support. Thanks everybody. Have a fantastic day and I'll connect with you all really soon.